Well, hello and welcome to this edition of Engage with Eagle Forum. I'm Eagle Forum President Colleen Holcomb, and I have the great privilege of being joined by one of my personal heroines, one of my favorite ladies to get to hang out with. This is one of the great privileges of being involved with Eagle Forum. We get to spend time with some really, truly remarkable people. We're going to hear from Kathy Adams today. Kathy is our first vice president at Eagle Forum. She spent many years as Eagle Forum uh, president of Texas. Eagle Forum. Uh, Kathy has served in a number of different capacities with Eagle Forum. She serves as our issues chair for climate change, and she's also editing the Eagle Forum Report, which is a remarkable publication. If you haven't checked it out, I certainly encourage you to do that. Kathy, welcome. Thank you so much. It's a privilege and honor to be with you, Colleen. I'm so grateful for who you are and what you're doing. Oh, you're so kind. Well, thank you so much. We're doing this series on Engage to talk to some of our leaders and uh, Tabitha, you've heard from Tabitha and Kirsten and um, Tabitha has remarked as we all have, um, just how encouraging it is to be involved with Eagle Forum because of the great mentorship and the tremendous legacy of faithfulness that Eagle Forum has. So we wanted to introduce our audience to uh, to some of those Eagle Forum members who've been serving for a long time. So Kathy, can you just tell us, how did you get started in grassroots activism? I became involved when I was sitting in a Sunday school class and there was a lady who was asking for volunteers in a crisis pregnancy center. And my husband and I have five children in heaven. We have one son, and he has five children. So God has a way of just blessing regardless. Um, But I knew what death and separation meant. Mm -hmm. I had felt that pain, and it was not my choice. Mm -hmm. And I thought no woman would want to suffer with that for the rest of her life. So that was an issue that drew me out of the pew. And I took training and then I began, excuse me, excuse me, working in that crisis pregnancy center and then suggested that there be one in the community where we lived. And they established that I became director of that crisis pregnancy center. And then a friend came to me and said, you need to get involved in Eagle Forum. And I said, great, what is it? And what I had found in the Crisis Pregnancy Center was that women were suffering. And it was all because of a very, very poor decision by the U.S. Supreme Court. And the only way we were going to save lives was through changing laws. And Eagle Forum is on the forefront of knowing how to do that and being the most effective organization out there. That's such an incredible testimony, Kathy. And I really appreciate that, you know, I have certain aspects of your story as my story myself. And you're right. That's something that really doesn't get um, any attention at all. We talk about the abortion issue, um, but we don't talk about it in the context of how it truly impacts the women involved. And as mothers who have sent babies right to heaven, we know that pain. And and that's something I found too, that when I, I lost my baby, I thought, I can't imagine a woman go through, going through an abortion because you feel that spiritual separation and it really is remarkable. Yeah. So, well, that's just incredible. Um, now you ended up serving as president of Texas Eagle Forum. How did that happen? And what did you learn during that experience? Well, Phyllis Schlafly was such a dear friend and mentor and I loved her dearly and miss her dearly. 
it was just an amazing thing that Phyllis Schlafly called and asked me to be the president of Texas Eagle Forum. The former president had moved out of state and, um, and so there I was. And so for 23 years, I remember my mother asking me, how long are you going to do this? Because it was so time consuming and so um, absolutely a growing experience, not just in the beginning, but throughout. And I never, never got to the point where I felt, okay, now I feel comfortable in this. Now I can do this job. But it was always growing, always learning, and I love learning. And so it was, it was a good fit for me. That's perfect. Well, you were certainly an excellent president and a great fit for the organization. Uh, it's true. You think, well, I'll, I'll hand it off to somebody else when there's not so much need, and that day never comes. Um, <laughs> but you mentioned that you got involved with Eagle Forum because of the life issue, but we deal with so many other issues. What are some of the other issues that you dealt with, particularly in your time as Texas Eagle Forum president? Well, because of the life issue, again, I went to the Women's Conference in Beijing, China in 1995. And that was um, an, an eye-opener. I thought, oh my goodness, the corruption. Cl Hillary Clinton was there to speak. And the women who were attending that conference thought she was some heroine. And I thought, oh my goodness, she is not a role model for my, you know, if I had daughters or uh, granddaughters at the time, and I did not. But I was just amazed at the kind of influence then it had even on policies in the US. And we think that we're sitting at the top of the mountain and that we're the, the, the big superpower and that we're leading the world. And I saw too much influence on American policy coming from the UN. So then there was another gentleman that I knew by the name of Henry Lamb who's, Lamb, who's gone to be with Jesus at this point. But Henry said, you need to go to Kyoto, Japan. This was in 1997. And I said, for what? And he said, for the climate change meeting. And I said, Henry, I don't know that issue. He said, you'll learn it. And so at that point, I started making reservations. And um, lo and behold, there I was with some friends in Kyoto, Japan. And that was my first climate change meeting. And I saw so much more corruption and policies that were affecting American laws and policies. And I thought, oh my, this is very important, especially being a Texan, because of course, petroleum and refineries, I mean, these are just natural to Texans. But all of a sudden we're hearing that that's bad and we need to keep oil in the ground and coal in the ground. And we need to just survive on wind and solar. Well, if you remember last year, Texas, of all places, was like a, in, in a grocery store starving because we had a cold spell and those windmills froze. And our state policies under our current governor, Abbott, have gone more and more into the green energy. And so as a result, we didn't have power for like a week. And there were people who even died as a result of not having power during a cold spell. And so anyway, it's an issue that affects the entire country, the entire world. And even now, 
we have heard from John Kerry, who is, of course, working with the president and as his like ambassador for climate change. And he's saying, even the war in Ukraine, we cannot take our focus off of climate change. And so it is an issue that is ruling the world and even starving states like Texas of energy. The goal is to downsize our energy production in order to make us dependent upon other nations in order to transfer wealth. That's what it's all about. Well, we hear so much about climate change and it's really being sold as this invitation to virtue, you know, to if you espouse green policies or anything that's labeled green, that's the new virtue in society. So what would you recommend to young people hearing about this agenda? What does it mean to be a responsible citizen as it relates to the environment? Well, I think that most young people watch things like TED Talks. I will suggest that they look for the name online, Michael Schellenberger. Michael Schellenberger. Because he is a man who was extremely influential during the Obama administration in getting lots and lots of federal money going into green renewable energies. Now the man is awakened because he says very clearly, and I heard him in Bonn, Germany just a very few years ago, making this very clear statement that we cannot transfer all of our energy to renewables. It's not dependable because when it freezes like it did in Texas, we don't have windmills that work. When it is cloudy and the sun is not shining, the solar panels that work. And besides that, in order to dismantle those renewable energies, because they do wear out and they have a short lifespan, then it is creating more pollution. It is creating more um, uh, landfill than is manageable. And that goes into our drinking water and it's like, oh, we better rethink this. So Michael Schellenberger is a very good source who is awakened to the fact that we cannot transfer all of our needs to renewables. It is not possible because the wind doesn't always blow and the sun doesn't always shine, and that we had better be looking at other things that don't pollute, like nuclear energy and even clean coal and clean gas. Now, I don't know that he's going to go so far as to say that, but I can say that those two energies are clean and are dependable and they can keep our engines running in America. Thanks, Kathy. That is really insightful and we'll include his information in the show notes uh, for anybody who's interested in more research on that issue. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about how does Eagle Form Texas operate? We know you have uh, an unusual uh, state legislature. So how did you effectuate your operations in doing your citizen lobbying in Texas all those years? Well, I think Phyllis Schlafly taught us to get involved in the political process go to your precinct convention, become a precinct chairman. The very, very first steps, and as she has a pamphlet that says that the most powerful position in America is not the president of the United States, but is the precinct chairman. And so getting involved at that very local level, and then you get involved with helping your friends win elections, and 
sometimes you're even thrust in those positions yourself and you become um, accountable to a lot of people. And one thing that is really a strong point in Eagle Forum that I think needs to be uh, shared across the nation is that when you get elected to anything, you are serving those people. It is not lording over people and shutting down businesses or saying that you have to put a face diaper on your face. No, no, it is serving people and what is good for people. And then what's good for people is also going to be good for the economy. So it is serving people. And I love doing that. I love helping people become all they can be too. You've done a tremendous job with that, and um, and that's right. You mentioned you were even at one point elected the chair of the Texas Republican Party. Isn't that true? Yes. I had been elected about a year before that as the Republican National Committee woman. And then I was sitting in, in St. Louis at a meeting and received a text from a friend saying that the current chairman stepped down. And that meant that there would be a special election elected by the state Republican executive committee of the new chairman. And the vice chair at that time was not in a position that he could take over as chairman. And in Texas, the rules dictate that if the vice chair is a man, then the chairman has to be a woman. And so that just opened me up to be in the right place at the right time. And the state executive committee chose me as chairman you know, here we are. And I went back to Eagle Forum and, um, and then reached a point uh, in uh, our lives where it was time to pass the baton. And so it's been a really fun thing to support the ladies who have replaced me. Well, and you've done such a tremendous job and such a great part of leadership is making sure that you're um, raising up a successor and you've done that so successfully and have prepared some wonderful ladies to take over the great work that you've done. Um, something else I, you know, I know it's, um, it sounds like that was a bit of a rocky road and sometimes it is, but one thing that I really appreciate about Eagle Forum is that Phyllis as our leader always stressed faithfulness and always said, really the results are up to the Lord. Now some Phyllis ran unsuccessfully for Congress twice and um, but she always taught us that really we're responsible to be faithful the results are up to the lord so it sounds like clearly that get being willing to be there and to get involved even though it might not have gone the way you wanted it to go it was important for the time and, mm -hmm. it so was and and there was a legacy that i left i mean the executive director that i hired was retained and that's quite unusual when you have a new chairman um, but he was extremely well qualified and did an excellent job for me and for my successor. So that was good. And then um, also the accounting that had been so confused and convoluted and wrong uh, in the past, um, the accountant that was hired was retained as well. And so those are two things that are a legacy that I felt very good about. As you should. So often it's so encouraging to look back to see that that the Lord had more in mind than, than we might have thought. That's so yeah. often the case. Uh, you're currently serving as the editor of the Eagle Forum Report. Can you tell us a little bit about the Eagle Forum Report, what it is, and why it's so important? Well, I was, 
I was totally surprised when Uni Smith and Ann uh, Schlafly Corey called and asked me to do that. And I was like, wow, really? You think I could? And um, then as I got into the job, it is absolutely fascinating. Phyllis Schlafly was a, a writer author that was just top notch. And so we don't have those kind of people out here on a, um, an easy uh, reach. And so finding those authors, though, who are really good and having a plethora of them out there brings so much to the table of issues that really matters, matter to Eagles, whether it be a national defense issue, whether it be an economic issue, whether it be a social issue. So I have found it to be absolutely fascinating and getting to meet authors is just fun. There's one coming in the future, the near future, who called me yesterday and he said, Kathy, I've written some things that every time I wrote about it, it ended up on national news. Would you be interested in this? And of course, of course. And so I'm very, very excited. He's now writing and he said he'll get that to me today. And so those kind of contacts, those kind of growing experiences are absolutely fascinating to me. It's like your mind can continue to improve, continue to grow, and you can still be serving the wonderful people in Eagle Forum who read that Eagle Forum report. Oh, and you've done that so brilliantly. The Eagle Forum report, I still have people who come up to me and talk about Phyllis's. It used to be the Phyllis Schlafly report when it first came out. Um, mm -hmm. And people talk about how Phyllis wrote about complex subjects in a way that everybody could understand. And she was saying things that they weren't hearing in the mainstream media. And that was at a time before we even had talk radio, let alone all the outlets that we have now. Now we're in, we've kind of come full circle. Now we have all of this information available, but none of it's good. And so much of it is moderated, you know? So yes. uh, the Eagle Forum Report is such a great resource for the news that isn't getting reported by the mainstream media and the facts that are being canceled or are being suppressed. And so we yes. really appreciate your resourcefulness and, and continuing that great legacy. And I love the truth. And the I love truth. The truth. Yes, That's right. Reporting the truth. And um, it's such an important legacy. We hear about that daily. So thank you. Uh, well, as we close, I just want to ask you, this series is about, we're trying to reach out to all of these new people that we're seeing coming into the grassroots movement, whether it's because of the face diapers that you mentioned, uh, the masking of our children in schools, the vaccine mandates, so many parents seeing things like uh, critical race theory and um, having their children uh, impacted by the uh, transgender agenda, or they're just seeing the garbage that's in the curriculum because the kids have been home for a while and they're saying, what can we do? How can we take action? And many of them are coming to Eagle Forum, seeing that we've been engaged in that battle for decades, saying, how can I get involved? What would you say to someone who might be new or trying to figure out how they can get involved, who feels like they need to get engaged right now? Well, one of the wonderful things about Eagle Forum is that you um, are, are not going to be steeped in debt in order to get involved in an organization. You're not going to be totally consumed in it. What you can do in Eagle Forum is the issue that has drawn you to a 
group of people who are interested in the same issues are already there. Many of them have wonderful experiences that they're willing to share so that you can take that one issue into your community. And before you know it, you're becoming the authority on that one issue. Not because you're trying to, uh, to be uh, somebody, but because you are helping other people, you're serving other people. That, I think, is the key word for Eagle Forum. We get involved because we want to help others. We want to serve others, our community. And when that happens, it is a win-win all the way around. That's right. Well, and another aspect of the win is that you get to spend time with great people like Kathy. Yes. And I think that's so true. When you get around people who are concerned about an issue, even if you don't initially understand it, Eagle Forum, whether it's through resources like Eagle Forum Report, through our alerts, or through our monthly meetings, through our regular conferences, you get around experts and you, I agree, you'll be surprised at how quickly you become the expert and how that just fuels your passion to help others and to engage on those issues. So we strongly encourage anybody who's interested, please be sure you visit eagleforum.org. Please get connected, sign up for our alerts. Please like the Eagle Forum Engage podcast to hear more, more podcasts like this. And please come out and join us. We'll send you information about our conferences where you can meet people like Kathy and and get involved in an adventure like the one Kathy has had, and it sure has been one. So Kathy, thank you for being with us today. Absolutely. What a privilege. And Colleen, thank you again for your strong leadership and really, really brilliant leadership as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. Well, it's my pleasure. Well, from your house to the State House to the White House, this has been Engage with Eagle Forum. 